like I was saying at one point in one of the more recent episodes, you know, I think I, I find myself more kind of emotionally connected to late period Lou kind of stuff than John stuff. Whereas earlier on, I, it was kind of the reverse. Um, I think John was less like, I think John was less kind of damaged than Lou was at this moment in time, you know, less kind of like conscious and concerned with his legacy and how he would be remembered and how his old shit was thought of and kind of like recreating it, you know, because he was still, I mean, we're in a really fertile period for John, artistically speaking, from Hobo Sapiens to Black Acetate to this record to the multiple EPs that are coming out in the span of time to, you know, all the way up to Nookie Wood, which is going to hit in 2012. Um, you know, he's still churning through shit relatively quickly, and he isn't fixated on righting wrongs and, and creating the John Cale canon, I think, the way that the way that Lou was. Right. Um, and that's not to say that either approach is the right or the wrong approach or that one was better than another. It's just, you know, at a certain point, and it's, and it's interesting, right, because there's this period in the, of time in the 80s when John just, like, fully taps out of making, making music like this, right? He said after Artificial Intelligence, like, I just didn't have, I didn't have it in me. I, I had nothing more to say in the, in the form, the format of rock songs. Even in that album, he didn't write the lyrics. Like. He didn't write the songs, exactly. Um, and, and that period for Lou is, is when he enters one of his, his most fertile late era periods, right? From New York to Magic and Loss up through Twilight. Um, and John ends up picking that, like, he, John gets his second or third wind, you know, 10 or 15 years after the fact. It's, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just fascinating to kind of look at the two of them kind of on their their parallel career paths and how they end up, like, kind of doing the same thing as one another, but doing it in very different periods of time like yeah whole, i don't like think they're generation later i don't know that they're doing the same thing exactly because I, I i think honestly john cale i think is a little bit more like bob dylan like he's has a less of a concern about the preciousness of his own songs sure yeah, absolutely and lou is more concerned about that because it's it it comes from a, a, the idea of the writer being present like he wants to the author to be what people are thinking about as yeah yeah and in this case it's like i, I don't think that john i think john like actually gets engaged like he's he's interested in doing it to do it whereas yeah. lou is more like doing it to have done it to have done it to to be lou reed who has done right. these things. Right, right. Yeah. There's a disposable disposability would be the wrong word to use, but there is a willingness on John's part, just as improvisation part like to yeah, just like kind of do do whatever strikes you at the moment and then just let it go, right? And move on to the next thing and don't worry about how it turned out in the past or what people thought of it or what they're gonna think of it in the future, right? Just on to the next and and Lou has that for a long period of his career, but at a certain point, you know, towards the end, I think post ecstasy, really, um, you know, he he kind of he drops that, um, and uh, I I think that really just kind of it's a great insight into who he was, who John was, I guess, to, you know, by extension, who <laughs> who Bob is. Um, yeah, but I think Lou's always trying 
I think he was always trying to make a statement that was lasting and that would outlast him. Um, like always, I, I think that he he didn't really ever do anything that was like the only times when he was like really, uh, you know, just flying at the seat of his pants are like in retrospect the times when he was doing like the worst personally it seems like he yeah. was kind of like unhinged like metal machine music and uh arguably even some street hassle like the, not that the results are bad but that i think it seems like john kale is a little bit more it's his natural habitat to be just kind of like um evolving and having a more uh spaced out like and a more ephemeral touch and go relationship with the music um i guess we're saying all this and you know in, in a few in a few weeks we're going to be doing john kale's complete re-recording of his 1982 yeah, exactly. masterwork <laughs> well in a way for new society that's uh th- th- i don't think that the way he does that is like the george lucas way of doing it i think it's like it isn't no it's, certainly not. it's different than like going back and being like i need to fix it it's more like well i don't even care about like that one being the definitive one it's actually like a pretty different thing than than what we'll also be talking about with lou like redo like doing berlin like presenting berlin again and not doing it to redo it at all doing it to like re uh claim it in front of everyone yes yeah it's you know it's an interesting thing that he ends up doing on that record and which one on M fans. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think honestly, I think we're going to have some, uh, I, I, it's, I don't know. It, it is hard to kind of get over just what that original record is and was. And I'm hoping that I will be able to get over it a little bit more before we end up talking about it. But I don't know. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. Might be a conversation another day. Uh, what do we got here? Set, Set me, me free. free. One of the best songs from uh, Walking on Beauty. Locusts. Uh, it's Beauty. beautiful. There's a carnal lady in a ten-gallon hat. She pulls a rabbit out of the hat and sets it free. She sets it free One of the greats Set Me Free into Ballad of Cable Hogue Both great He also played Ballad of Cable Hogue when I saw him And it was not unlike this version Um and it was great. It was amazing. This is a pretty, this is a pretty like straight Cable Hogue. Like I, he could have fucked with this much, much more at this circus version, at least. I, I don't know exactly what it sounds like in 2023 at this point. It's not that different from this. All right. He played guitar. He was standing that, playing guitar. And I think that makes sense. You know, Cable Hogue is very much not a song that 
I mean, I hesitate to say that it it wouldn't benefit from John doing John shit to it, because I'm sure he could find a way to make this brilliant just playing it on like a drum machine. Well, uh, you've heard that squelched out viola. We're going to talk about the the version from the 80s where he does do it just like. Well, yeah, but uh, all all I mean to say is like, I really like playing it straight on a song like this. I think it, it suits the song material right uh it's one of his one of his greats one of his epics uh really yeah uh another epic is right after that (laughs) look horizon look horizon into magritte honestly fucking salute on this i like i don't know that i need another 10 minutes of (laughs) of this of of hobo sapiens uh, yeah john jit um but it's you know that's that's a good sign. I think it's a sign of a healthy approach to your own material. There, if you are willing to do <laughs> this much of Obo Sapiens, uh, and and even not even like played in a show at this point, right? But actually included on the released and and presented and resequenced live version or live record of this show, right? Because he could have cut this out and done anything ski patrol or mr wilson or something but nope it's look horizon and magritte 